We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's hear from our listeners, our beloved crowd here, anyone who wants to, you know, join the queue. As uh, Sean just said, go ahead. We love yeah. hearing from you guys. You guys are, you know, the reason we do this show. This is your show. So part of making it your show is actually hearing from you guys. So it's awesome when you come up and, and contribute. Um, Ewing's up first, right? Yeah, Ewing's up first. Um, and yeah, so Ewing, the floor is yours. Go ahead. What do you got? Awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, first, uh, I don't know. I was listening to you guys speak. It's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, Chris said that, uh, you know, they some guys need to look in the mirror a little bit. And I agree. I think as a franchise, we need to look in the mirror a little bit about who these guys are. Uh, both Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett for the topic of conversations. Both guys have an outlier year of shooting. Both guys are nowhere near that good at shooting any other time in their career yet we're treating them like we treat Jalen Brunson who I feel is a legitimate guy who I'm happy to have as my starting point guard for 10 years you know I don't think Barrett or Randall have earned that kind of stature on a team this deep I think that their place in the hierarchy should be closer to Mitch versus Hartenstein than it is when you talk about Top and Randall when you talk about Barrett and potentially Grimes and quickly when he comes back. Um, 
if we're going to behave this way, I feel like we're behaving like, you know, these guys are cornerstones and we're a real contender. If, if they're guys who demand 34 minutes and demand to close games, we shouldn't accept losing to the box every time. You know, that that's saying I'm better than that. And, you know, it's not really honest. I don't think we are better than that. You know, they're good players, you know, but they're not 34 minutes close every night, guys. They're just not. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I would say the difference between RJ and Randall is, is age. Uh, Barrett, a, a draft pick of the team recently, a high draft pick. You want to, you know, I, I say this almost every week on the show. Like, if, 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 it's, if it takes, like, the most crude way of, of saying it as, like, a general manager of, like, you want to see your assets develop in value, then sure. You know, that's, you can look at it that way. Um, that you, you want to be playing Barrett. And, and if you're not a contender, then you're playing your young players, right? So Barrett should be getting a feature role because you want to see what he can give you in that role. He was really good last year. What can you do this year with now, without Brunson in the mix? Um, I think giving Barrett that role is being honest about who you are because he's a younger player and, and now we just extended him. I think the point you made perfectly goes for Randall, though, which would be you know, being more honest about who we are as a team would involve probably, you know, sending out Randall and, and starting Obi and giving him the, the feature role because he was a, a recent high draft pick of the team that they'd like to see grow in value, same as, as Barrett, right? If they want to be in the mix for these stars, they need to be playing these young players. So I'll disagree with you on Barrett, but say that the, if, if, you had, if you had just said Randall, I would agree with every single syllable you just uttered. Um, and, and that... Uh, I think Randall just needs to keep up a couple more weeks of what he's done to start this year, which is be an existent, uh, not objective, consistent, negative part of a team that's winning games, and some team will bite and, and give us something, and that's when you just move on. They should not – I've said it since during the offseason that I like Julius Randall, but if he plays well, they should not keep him. They should sell on him then. So – yeah, you know, you have Obi that 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 allows you to do that. If we didn't have Obi, I'd say keep him, but we do, so that's not the case. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree with your general sentiment that um, that the, the rotate the way Tibbs runs rotations, especially giving the starters such heavy minutes um, and not staggering his lineups too much, giving all the guys an opportunity to play with each other, isn't really you know consistent with what we should kind of be looking to do right now as a team that's not a contender. I, I totally agree there. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, I think you like you know. I think I, I agree with Chris. Like I think RJ, I will give a little bit more slack because he's a younger guy. But for Rand, absolutely, like we can't make these players bigger than who they are. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you. Uh, let's go to next take, Jake. You've been patiently waiting. Appreciate you. Um, and so let's go with you, and then we'll go to um, reshape Barrett, and then we'll go to Strat M three, and we may, we may go to be the Hawks fan. We may. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Nick's take, Jake. The floor is yours. What's good, Jake? Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up, Chris? What's up, Sean? Thanks for having me on. Um, look, you know, I think that uh, – so I want to make two points. Um, when it comes to R.J. Barrett and then just the overall development of, like, how, we, how we're going about this development of our players. Um, firstly, with R.J., and, like, I think that with 
RJ, it's easy to like pick on, you know, certain things about his game. I think that overall, like as a player, he's not over, he's not overly athletic. He's not like an elite. Like, honestly, if you want to really look at it objectively, he doesn't really do anything elite. He just does things well, right? And I think that a lot of us as fans have been waiting for him to take that next leap. And like in the preseason, we saw, oh, shoot, like, the jumper looks crisper. Um, he's he's making attempts to you know get the mid range uh, game going, even though we didn't really see a fall in preseason. And it, he just like was being a more efficient player, right? Well, I think that sometimes you can look at just the overall like climate and culture of how the Knicks have been playing basketball over the last, you know, since RJ has been here four years, that, you know, and, you know, maybe, maybe you guys might not agree, but obviously RJ is pressing, right? But I think sometimes the mentality on this team, and I think that we've seen it from Randall quite a bit, is that as long as I get to a certain stat line, I had a good game. And, like, when I am trying to look at these players objectively – I'm not even looking at the stat lines per se. I'm looking at did this player make the right decision and was it the right choice of what they did, right? Um, all like plenty of times throughout RJ's career, he goes into the lane with zero plan. He's like, I'm not going to pull it back on the mid range. I already made the decision to cut into the lane. His playmaking is very under undervalued, I think, but he doesn't go to it often enough, in my opinion. Because if you're just gonna, if you're gonna put on tape that as oh, soon as you make a decision to dribble and go into the lane, <laughs> that you're going to go finish it, it's very easy to defend you because it, you're not you're not giving the defender anything else to think about whenever you make that choice. And like I talk about RJ Barrett's, like you know. Um, evolution in his game by you know just putting some variation into his game you know like I think that last year towards the end uh, you know you can pick out specific games like the Lakers game and the Heat game that like you saw that from him that you know he obviously he was dominant in the point stat but like he was he was putting together moves like I have yet to seen the pullback spin that that he looked like he had added to his bag during the season and like even just having some sort of variation when he gets to the rim it's always like i'm gonna like put my shoulder down and like if i get bumped i'm having a having to hit a tough fadeaway like layup or like i'm just gonna get swatted (laughs) like and like you know obviously he makes it um you know a, a good amount of times as well but like i think that this whole mentality of like I just need to get to a certain stat line is like an epidemic with the Knicks. I think that certain players like Julius Randle in the past have like leaned on this 2010 and five thing. And that like, it's cool. Took the words right out of my mouth. That 2010 and five, like this, the 2010 and five could be really good. It could be really bad. Right. And, and like, maybe I'm like an asshole and like, I'm just like looking for Julius Randle to like do certain stuff. But like, and I think he's had a, but let me just preface by saying he's had a much, much, much better uh, year this year than I've seen him in, in the whole time that he's been here. But I see him 
like searching for rebounds instead of like contesting a, a ball or a, a defender. You know, I see him putting up 20, 21 shots a game just so that he can get to that 20 point stat line. Right. And like, I feel like that's a problem. I, I don't think you should play basketball like that. I'm looking at these players. If you make the right choice and what, and what you did, regardless if the ball goes in or whatever, or if you pass it to the right person and they don't hit their shot, I'm cool with that because that shows that in the times that this team can get going, you're ready to make those right choices and that's how you win games. You, like not every night can you go for 30 points like that like that's just not going to happen unless you're Giannis and you know your your profile of who you are as a human being is just like you're in the top one percent and you can physically dominate people and it doesn't matter what the game plan is that's not RJ Barrett um and my my second point and I think it relates to like the young players that you guys were talking about is I think like when are we going to look in the mirror and say this is not necessarily how you develop young talent because I think that a lot of the people, myself included, that were hesitant on signing Jalen Brunson was not necessarily because of the talent level because I've seen I've seen Jalen Brunson living in Dallas a lot. The dude is the dude the dude is nice. He's showing a lot of point guard skills that I didn't know that he necessarily had, and he clearly does. And I'm very glad that he's on this team. But at a certain point, you know, we're going into year three of IQ and OB, about to be year four, and, like, these guys are still fighting for, for time on the floor. IQ, maybe not as much, but, like, I, I just can't justify seeing Evan Fournier play however many minutes because even if he does provide a certain level of shooting, um he's a net negative when it comes to what he does on the defensive floor for starters. And secondly, there are other players that have much higher potential that can play better defense. And honestly, like maybe if there's like a 20, 10, 20% drop off in shooting, like I'm living with that. And I just wish that we would make decisions like that because I just looking around the league, there are plenty of players that it takes them a while to figure out who they are in this league. And I just feel like there are certain players on this team, like Obi Toppin, for example, that like every night he gets on the floor, he does stuff, but like we're in year three and we're like, what, what, do, what is this guy? Is he a shooter? Can he like post up and like, you know, is he like a, a traditional power forward? Is he just like a transition dunk guy? I mean, he has very, very, very underrated playmaking skills. Like I want to see more of that. And like, I'm not saying that Julius Randle should, like, have his limits, uh, his minutes limited on the nights that he's doing well. But, like, we have to be somewhat intentional of that. And the, 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 that's my take. No, you're, you're right. Um, no, you, like, I, I, I okay, again, I, I, I implore everyone, go back and watch the pregame show from, I believe, from Wednesday um, at the 49-minute mark when I said that, well, I said – the most teams, all right, the Knicks in consecutive years picked third and eighth. In 2019, they picked third. In 2020, they picked eighth. And most teams, if a, if, a, if, a, if a new regime comes in and that new regime already has the third pick from the year before, 
and they have the eighth pick in the year they, they started, and they take someone with the eighth pick, they say, all right, we got this guy and we got this guy. We're going to build around them to see what we got. And the New York Knicks, instead of doing that, for all intents and purposes, went the opposite direction. It was like, all right, now let's build a team and hope they can fit into what we're trying to build. So it's like, now I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but if you do it that way, it better work. Now, I actually, I see where you come from, Jake, with the Brunson signing. On the flip side, one can make the argument, I can make the argument that like having someone like Brunson makes everyone else's job easier. And we've seen that for the better part of the first five games. But the problem is he doesn't have, have the opportunity to make all these guys easier, jobs easier because the number eight pick plays 13 minutes a game because the head coach is angry when he misses a defensive assignment. Um, and we have to give minutes to number 30 because he has to play him 35 minutes a game no matter what. And, you know, like we like we're like the way this franchise has approached development has been different. If it would have worked, it's cool. But I don't to this point, I don't think it's really worked. Um, well, I should say it hasn't worked, but it hasn't worked as well as some of us would have liked. Because to your point, we have Emmanuel Cook and Obi Toppin are extension eligible this summer. And we don't know what they are or so. Um, but we don't know, like, we don't know who Obi is or quickly is as much as we should because of we have, then we have a head coach who's rigid and not flexible and that's me this way and whatever. But all right. Um, let's, we got a couple pe- people waiting. I'm Stratton. I'm going to put you on mute. I don't know why I keep coming off, coming off mute. Uh, we're going to try to wrap this up around 1215 ish. So we're going to go to Reese J Barrett. Then we'll go to Strata. And then if he's good, we'll go to B. Because B, I know who you are. Reese J. Barry, the floor is yours. Yo, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? Um, I want to say, say shout out to Chris. Shout out Sean. Have me up here. Uh, yeah, what's good? What's good? When, when everybody looked at the first 10 games, we all pretty much penciled this in as an L. You know, we all pretty much expected this to be an L. I said this last night, and people were like, you, you, can't, you can't say that because it's such a loser mentality. I'm like, dude. No, I mean – if we're real, if we're straight up. Yeah. It's it's Giannis. Like what the, you know, what the it's, hell? It's, it's you know top two, top three player in the league. So and certain yeah. people were like, oh well, 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 Middleton's not in, so it's not just Giannis, right? Dude, yeah. it's Giannis. I mean, I don't, I don't. We really don't, we care. don't have a top. I think it's because guy. they have a top one guy. They showed us who needs Chris Middleton. We had Bobby Porter's, right? <laughs> we, 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 I think there was. Listen, we played, we played Milwaukee tough the last couple of years. We clapped them in an empty MSG in twenty twenty. Um, so I think there's some of that playing, but like to your point, like I didn't expect us to win this game. Like it was, it's just like it's not that we lost; it's how we lost. But we're on the yeah, same page. Right, like it's yeah, like yeah. It's, it's like it's nothing wrong with thinking, okay, we might lose to the best player in the world. Right, and so we we go into that game. I'm I'm pretty much you know obviously I'm gonna root for us to win, but beforehand I penciled it in as an L. I'm not gonna waste time talking about the obvious that Julius Randle isn't very good. Even if we had some rose-tinted lenses the first few games, we got to be real. He's not very good, and he shouldn't be starting anymore. But we know the reality situation, so I'm not going to waste time talking about that. I'm not going to waste time talking about Evan Fournier only being off the court for 28 minutes last night when we have Emmanuel quickly. But, you know, I'm not going to waste time talking about that. At this point, uh, you know, R.J. Barrett just needs to grow up, bro. Like, I'm just going to be straight up with it. R.J. Barrett needs to grow up, man. He needs to grow up. You've been paid. 
This is your fourth year now. You're a grown man. I'm not going to sit here and talk about, you know, oh, well, the offense isn't perfectly catered for him. He's gotten his opportunities. He's gotten his shots. He needs to grow up, bro. It's ridiculous what we're seeing. One for six from three, 0 for five, 0 for seven, 20, 20 points on 22 shots. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So at this point, R.J. Barrett needs to grow up. We all know he will. Um, and it's unacceptable. That's all I really got to say. Quain Grimes coming back is going to help his team out a lot. But there's not really much else to say about a game like last night. I mean, we just got overrun by the better team. And also, last thing, last thing, Jalen Brunson, he's last night was his first test for real. Like, this is the first time as a starting point guard in the bright lights going up against a defender like Drew Holiday. It's not an easy task for anybody in the league. It's not an easy task for Steph Curry. It's not an easy task for... The, the best point guards in the league, Drew Holiday, is going to give anybody problems. So I'm not worried about Jalen Brunson. He's going to be right back the next game. Um, but RJ, we need better. We just all need better. Everybody deserves better. Yeah, I was yeah, earlier. Yeah, we good one. That's all I got to really say. Thank you, yo. I was yeah, just yeah. saying earlier, he needs to put more focus into playmaking and um, and and finding easy stuff. It's the easy stuff. It's the easy stuff. It's exactly. not like I'm asking him. So the, you know, the fruit is hanging very low right exactly. now. Exactly. Like it's not like I'm adding, asking you to to you know add things to your bag or start doing things that you're not already doing. Like we've all seen it. Like you just gotta focus up the easy shit at the rim, the open shots, clean those up, and we're looking at a 25 a night player. But right now, what we're seeing is is unacceptable. It's a lack of focus. It's a lack of it's a lack of, of good decision making. It's a lack of cohe- like a cohesion with the rest of the players on the team. And it's a, you know, it's just I don't know if he put in the work, you know, the same work that he's done years in the past or whatever, but we just need to see better. That's all that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, we got another little quote from Tibbs about our Yeah, and I'm not even looking into that. That's RJ I mean. shooting in the gym. Like, yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, he's an old man. He's an old man. Old men gotta say stuff like that so they can let you know how old and crotchety they are. Like, <laughs> hey, you're not you're not being good. You need to get in the gym, RJ. Like, yeah, he's gonna say shit like that. That's just Tibbs. Uh, the the anti RJ people are gonna eat it up. The pro RJ people are gonna say it doesn't matter. So it's, just yeah. not, it's not worth talking about. Um, but no, I, I agree with your sentiment that RJ just needs to. I I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't hate the way you put it as grow up. Like he just he got paid. It's time to lock in and just do what it takes to help this team win right now. You know, it's like because he's good enough to weirdly stumble into 20 a night, um, you know, like my my friends for, for NFL running backs. I have a, I have a friend that's always like, yeah, well, you know, he'll fall ass backwards into the end zone accidentally. But like he didn't have a good game, you know, like things like that. Like RJ will get the 20, but he didn't really have a good game. Um, you know, more of the offensive line just doing their work uh, to finish the analogy there uh, i'd like to see him like i said earlier like let me see a game where he puts up 16 6 and 5 <laughs> let me see a game where he puts up 18 7 and 4 let me let me let me see what some some of those signature rj stat lines because they're possible on this team he just needs to concern himself more with i would say finding mitch uh which is hard to do when you've got three gears turning and brunson randall and barrett all trying to be lead gear. This is what I said earlier. Like RJ needs to look in the mirror, realize he needs he needs to just be different and better right now in the couple ways that Sean and I talked about. 
Randall needs to look in the mirror and realize that he this team is best when there's less of him doing exactly doing what he's been doing this season. Overall, he's been doing fine stuff offensively this season. It would be way better if there was just less of it, right? So let's let RJ get a couple more touches. RJ needs to be more efficient and, and proactive with those touches. And Brunson needs to look in the mirror and be like, I am him. This is my team, at least for right now, for the foreseeable future, at least for you know the next couple months. I don't see this being anyone but Brunson's team. So uh, let's act like it and and not be afraid to take that mentality he has on the court off the court and talk to these guys and be like, hey, let me set you up because you guys are setting us up for failure. Let me set you up in your spots. RJ, start on the left wing. Let's get you a screen, and I'll get you cutting, and you can try to go finish at the rim against one defender instead of seven. Julius, go to go to the corner. You know that left baseline you love? Yeah, go over there, <laughs> and, and we'll get you a little screen, and you can pop out for a little jumper or whatever it is you want to do, and and then we'll give you the ball four possessions. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, let's 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 have Brunson kind of not be afraid to. Right now, I think it's just Thibodeau writing the script and Brunson being worried about listening and, and having a good first impression with the team in general. But uh, I think he's starting to earn the goodwill of going and, and being the team's lead decision maker, being the team's quarterback. You know, right now he is Daniel Jones and and. Daniel Jones is having a great season by the books, but he's not out there really extending plays. He just looks great in the system. Let's see him. You know, I'm trying to think of a quarterback that's not elite, but that's really good and that can extend plays. You know, like some someone who goes out there. Um, geez, maybe like Herbert right now because he hasn't been spectacular. But like, let's see. Let's. Uh, I know the height doesn't really work out, but you know, let's see Brunson not be afraid to go be this team's quarterback and and go really lead us out there um, as the head honcho of the team. And you know, we heard in the off season, like, oh, he speaks Tibbs. Yeah, okay, we'll start. You we'll know, start speaking it. Yeah, let's right. let's get let's get the translator app out and uh, get working here. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. All right, um, so we let's go to Strata, and then we'll go to B, and then we'll wrap up. Strata, the floor is yours. Thank you, Reese J. Strata, what up? How we doing? Hey, what's going on? Thank you, Reese. Hey, Sean, thank you for this uh, space. Thank you for the time. I'm enjoying this. But Thanks, man. Nice to have you. Yeah, Nick's Film School, uh, protege, right? Appreciate you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Hey, um, Chris, respectfully, Maybe you were you were uh, finishing up a school assignment this week. Did you not watch the the uh, Charlotte game? I watched the whole Charlotte game. Okay. Did you not see how Brunson took over the game at crunch yeah, time? Yeah, in, in overtime, single handedly won the game. Oh. That that's exactly what I'm talking about. About you know doing that in the first quarter. He's a point guard. You know, he has to uh, pace everything. Right? I know, I know. And Thibodeau I'm... came out and said in the offseason he's really happy with uh, Brunson's versatility offensively. When the team needs playmaking, he can do it. When the team needs scoring, he can do it. You know, Thibodeau knows this too. I just think uh, I'd like to see, you know, like eh, we start out our games very, you know, there's always the RJ Hammer set to start, then the the Evan, you know, wing look for three. And it, we have our couple plays that we start, you know, our games like scripted with. Thibodeau likes yeah, to yeah, have be organized. After that period, after that period, let the, let the scripted plays go on and let the team settle in, yada, yada. Um, I just don't want Brunson to be afraid to say like, to, to, to look these guys off to an extent if they're not having a great game like when rj has a lid on the basket i like them trying to keep him going but let's like we don't need to watch him go three for 18 against memphis in an overtime game he can repurpose his game um and still be efficient for us just in a different way like i love that kid he can be good in different ways so 
with yeah. me for Brunson, like we've seen, this is why I'm saying I want to see him do it is because we've seen him do it. I know he can do it. I know I'm not asking like him to just grow four inches here or something unrealistic, <laughs> right? Like, uh, you know, like, it, it, you know, he's really good. Actually, it's because of his diminutive stature that I think he is so good because he was forced to have incredible, uh, you know, Fred Astaire footwork out there that just is, is spe- it's really fun to watch, but it's also really effective offensively. I, I just don't want him to be afraid to, I, I get he's trying to make a good impression with his teammates and feed them and everything, but uh, that that dog that we saw, that bulldog that we saw, Bulldog Brunson that we saw in overtime um, in, in, in that game, then I would love to see him pop out for, for four straight possessions in the first quarter. Yeah, you, I'm being abstract, but you get what yeah. I mean? I'm not saying all game long. I'm saying, hey, uh, don't be afraid to provide the scoring Thibodeau knows you can a little earlier because we need it. Hey, Crispy, uh, I, I know Brunson can do it. Um, he's been handed the keys by, from, from uh, Leon and, and uh, Tibbs. More importantly... I know that he knows he can do it. So, listen, we haven't had a point guard in thirty years. So let's 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 count our blessings. I mean, seriously, guys. <laughs> um, if I can make just two more points, one on RJ and one on IQ, and you know, I'll uh, I'll, I'll drift off. But thank you. No, absolutely, um, go ahead. So, as far as RJ goes, right? This this guy, I am not worried about RJ in any way. Uh, statistically and uh, via the eyeball test, he has improved every every uh, sequential year. Okay, he's a grinder. He's a gym rat. He'll find every opportunity to improve any uh, any area of his game that needs to improve. Um, listen, RJ has a high ceiling and. Sorry, RJ has a high floor, and his ceiling will never be elite. He is what he is. He's never going to be Ja. He's he's never going to be uh, Zion. You know any of those, any of those uh, uh, luminary uh, rookies coming out, right? But what what RJ brings? He brings defense that a lot of young studs do not care to do. So. RJ, haven't seen, have seen this say. year. What's that? This year, we yeah, have, this, yeah, defensively we have hasn't been good this year. No, 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 no. He, well, as you say, you know, he's trying to prove the contract, and that's 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 human. He'll be all right. Totally, he's having a he's having a, a crap kind of uh, season. Well, five games, five games. He's having a, he's having a slow start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's feeling the pressure. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. RJ is he he's the only guy. Not no no. Now it's Jalen too. Two guys that embraces playing in the Mecca, Madison Square Garden. You look around the league, nobody wants to take on that uh row, that mantle. RJ and Jalen do. So bless him for that. My last point. You guys on on IQ Emmanuel quickly, uh, Sean. You you may re, may know this guy better, um, Chris. I'm not sure if you do, but uh, IQ is the reincarnation of Vinnie Johnson, the human microwave. He is what he is, and if he is that, that is awesome. He is not a point guard. 
at the core. He is not a point guard. He tries to be. He works at it. He, he follows the tutelage of the coaching. But let's not let's not make him to be something he's not. If he's Vinnie Johnson, man, I'm I'm all for it. Absolutely. And you know something, something it's funny, Strato? I have yes. said on these airwaves and I've said on Twitter that I don't think Emmanuel Quigley's a point guard. And people yelled at not. me and people yelled at me like, bro, are you putting a ceiling on here? Whatever. I was like, no, no, no. Like, just because I'm saying he's, I don't think he's a point guard doesn't mean I don't think he's a bad player. Like, no. he's a combo guard. Like, and it's good. But I just think that to your point, we've been such in the wilderness for so long. We've been in the desert. We've been in the point guard desert for so long that once we see something that resembles a point guard, like, well, wait, he's 6'3", and he can dribble. Maybe he's the answer. Um, he's, not, he's not a point but guard. He, we got yeah, a point guard okay. in Jalen Brunson, ladies and gentlemen. We have one. A legitimate, pure, true point guard. Thank goodness. Thank you very much for your time, Shadow. We appreciate it. Thank All you, right. Sean. Um, I said we're going to end at 12.15. It's 12.20. I know KCDA is going on. There's probably like nine other Knicks spaces going on. But I'm going to allow this. Hopefully, this is, hopefully this is not a terrible decision by me. Our last two speakers will be fans of another team. And I welcome uh, fans of another team to share their perspective. So first, we're going to allow B. And B, you are on. I'm going to let you connect, B, so you can hear what I'm saying. Let you connect. I'm let you. Okay, B. If you talk out of turn, your ass is going back to 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 the speakers. Yeah. You're on short leash. The floor is yours. All right. Um, you 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 did it to yourself. All right, I drafted um RJ Barrett in fantasy because I believed in the young man. You feel what I'm saying? I still believe in him. Uh, <clears throat> I'm kind of disappointed in the performance right now, but it's still early in the season. I really expected him this year. My prediction for him was a twenty five and five type of year because I feel like that's the type of player he can be. Uh, fortunately, I'm not seeing it in terms of the efficiency. Um, I really thought Jalen Brunson was going to open the game up for him a little, a lot more actually was going to be able to actually, because he's never played with a point guard. And maybe it's because Julius is on the floor. Um, y'all need to get rid of Julius Randle, bro. Like y'all, y'all absolutely have to get rid of him. <clears throat> and I also want to say this because uh, during the off season, I was told that um, the backcourt of Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett would be similar to the backcourt of Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. That's what I was told by Okay, I know who I told was, I was that. told that. Who, who, who said that? Don't name names. Chris Kaday, I don't, I don't DM, know. The, DM me. I don't DM know me. the names, but yeah, that's yeah. They, they, I, I, I'm not because I would not. They, they said that that backcourt would be just as good. We should we traded too much for Dejounte Murray. The disrespect, the audacity, the the, the gumption, the gall. The, it's you know, you know. I, I still, you know, I, I'll stay. I'll still say it. I'll say I think you think what I would have gone in a different direction if I were Atlanta. I'm not you've saying lost your mind. Yeah, and and you would. Be I in. love. I love Trey Young. They, I love. They Trae lead Young. the league. They lead the league in assists um, and turnover rate. I didn't. I didn't like the. You know. I didn't like the Collins extension. Okay, here that. we go. But you. But you got. You got a, uh, Julius Randle. You got Julius Randle, brother. I had a bunch you, of. Atlanta you have Julius Randle for not liking. You have, not liking. All right. Him. Okay. So I, number one. So I really can I love Trey. All right, really guys, fellas, 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 fellas. Let's not do this. Let's I know. Not do I'm this. just trying to get. I'm gonna let him get his point out. This. This is a mix. I really love. I'm gonna let him get his point out. 
I, I really love Trey Young. I think he's a very good basketball player. I know that the NBA likes to make up this thing where like all New Yorkers hate him. It's just not, not real. Um, I, I respect him. I, I think he was legit uh, in that playoff series, and he's a really good young player. I, I take him over a lot of the young guards. I get a lot of hype today. Um, for me, I would be concerning myself with going and, and if I'm if I'm lo- unloading a star asset package, I would. I would have wanted a wing. I, I don't think going Murray and then extending Hunter, like I'm not saying it was a bad way to go, but it was it the best. I not for me. I would have probably. So what for, wing was available? This offseason? What, what, what? Yes, this offseason. What wing was available? I I would have not extended Collins. What wing was for, available this offseason, Chris? I, I would have not extended what Collins. What wing was available, Chris? You said you would have won a wing. What wing was available? I would have not extended Collins and gotten Bro, you're now changing the topic. You're, you, said, you said you wouldn't have gone with DeJounte, right? You said you would have went a wing. Yeah, right? I would have acquired wing a wing the year, the year before. What wing was available? You said you would not have got this, gone DeJounte, right? What yeah, wing was available this year? He would have had a wing. What wing was available this year? All right. Okay. You're, all you're right, being all right. completely. You're being dense on purpose. What? Because, what? What? You know, all right. Here's what we're gonna say. Here's what we're gonna do, and then we're gonna move on. You could have traded I for OG Ananobi a year ago. You could have traded for. Uh, yeah, there's. You know. I don't know. I think Tra- what Chris is Harrison both- Barnes. You know, there are just other guys out there. If you want to go name middle, like bottom of the gutter guys like Barnes. No. 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 I wouldn't say. Here's what I'll say. I think both of you are. I think both of you are right. Like. I don't think there was a wing available this year that they could have traded for. But at the same time, I think what Chris is saying that was like maybe it would have been best to stay status quo and wait for that wing to come become available. That's why I think I, I think that both 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 sentences can be true. I know it's hard in there to think that. Both sentences can be true. Yeah, All right. Instead of extending Collins that year before allocated those resources and maybe use some draft picks like they just did to acquire someone at that time a little earlier um you know guys guys always shake loose the the idea that like uh you you have to like it it depends on what assets you're ponying up you know og ananobi has been available under the table for years and no one talks about it because no team is ponied up but like that's that's a player that wants a trade so no one talks about that but yeah all right Let's go to Hawks Fan TV, and then we're going to close out. Uh, I'm going to mute, unmute everybody. Uh, Hawks Fan TV, the floor is yours. I didn't even finish. I didn't even no, finish. You not, no, you didn't. I didn't even we, say it. Like, I was talking we, about the Knicks, and then he, he, I, wanted, he wanted to shit on Bolu, John Collins Bolu, and DeAndre. We're, we're moving on. We're moving on. That's crazy. On. That's crazy, we're, John. We're moving on. Right. Alex, the floor is yours. Good morning, everyone. Sean, Sean, uh, pre- appreciate the uh, – the acceptance of me being OG Ananobi is averaging 13 oh. points per game, by the way. The uh, so I will first and foremost, I will say, congrats to the Knicks, they they are above 500 right now, and I, I did not expect them to be three and two in the first five games. So, you guys are performing better than I thought. Um, and I and I do actually think a possible ninth, tenth seed is, is absolutely realistic because I know a lot of Knicks fans were hoping for a play in. They didn't think you guys would be in a playing contention spot, but I'm impressed with what I've seen these first few games. I actually caught pretty much almost the entire game of the um, the Hornets Knicks games and, and all of overtime. Uh, so good, good win, three. And that two. was that was an ugly one, but yeah, good win. <laughs> shout, shout out to uh, Jalen Brunson. I think a lot of why my reasoning is changing is because of 
you know, how well Jalen Brunson has performed this early. So kudos to him. I think uh, it, it was a good move now Now that we're, we're seeing how he's doing. And he's by far, you know, the best player on the Knicks. I think Julius Randle is still hands down the second best player on the Knicks. Uh, regardless of his personality and his demeanor, he's just the second best player on the Knicks. Um, R.J. Barrett, you know, because this is the curious case of R.J. Barrett, I got to give my two cents in it. And Sean, you know me, I, I haven't, I've never been that high on R.J. I always had the eye test, this and that. Um, and I, I alluded to some stats in years prior, but you know, R.J. Barrett, he finally had that 20-point season last year. Granted, it wasn't on good efficiency. And when you look at his career, his, you know, he's going into year four, year four this year. And he's still, you know, 40 of 40 percent, you know, from the field, which is, you know, well below league average. His true shooting percentage is well below league average. Um, he's just a very inefficient scorer. And Chris's analogy of like, you know, he, he's good enough to get you 20 points a game, uh, even though it doesn't look good. But when you're shooting 20 shots a game and you're getting 20 points a game, that's that's really not a good game. Or not, a, you know, it's just it's just not, in my opinion. Um, and, and even worse, and I know Knicks fans have been preaching it, like he still can't finish around the rim, uh, which is shocking to me, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I always said that RJ was, was always just going to be a very good, road serviceable, rotational player in the league, and I think he's going to have a long career. But I know a lot of Knicks fans are still honing on the idea that he, he could be a potential all-star. I don't see it, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Um, and it's okay, guys. Like, you know, I get he was your third overall draft pick. He's your franchise player. You just extended him for 120 plus million. Uh, but not every, you know, lottery pick is destined to be all star, guys. And I'll be the first one. Like, we still, the jury is still out on DeAndre Hunter. He was the fourth overall pick for us. Uh, he's doing really well this season to start off the, the year. But um, it's okay if your, you know, top five pick isn't an all star, as long as they're a decent rotational player. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be okay, guys. But yeah, RJ Barrett. I just, I'm, I'm hoping Knicks fans are starting to realize that R.J. Barrett just isn't that guy, and unfortunately, I don't think he ever will be that guy. But I think he definitely has the opportunity to be, you know, the fourth best player on a championship team. And you know something, uh, Alex? Um, you had, a, you spoke a lot of sense there, a lot of truth. Can't really argue with it. I just find it funny that the guy that Joshua was up and down better than him now is behind him on the bench. That's just the funny part. <laughs> hey, we, we've all we were all duped by Cam Reddish, man. The eye test proves, and you and Nick Spence have seen Cam Reddish, you know, in his little flashes. He looks just like a smoother basketball player, and he looks like a more talented player than RJ. But oh, yeah, he's right. always more talented, and he always yeah. looked better, the part better. That, but you know, it got a you know, like like you said, now we have two sets of fan bases that that have said or will say if he could just do this. You know, so, um, but appreciate the time. Uh, listen, I know a lot of people think, you know, listen, I've known Alex for a while. Hawks fan TV is actually a good guy. He leans into the bit. I, I mess with him. And we play this Wednesday. In fact, I'm going to hit you on the side. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about some stuff real quick. Um, we are a half hour past the we're supposed to go. Um, I guess that's what RJ Barrett does to us. So we're going to wrap up here. Can uh, I, I'd like to th- – oh, yes, I, I will give you – yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Let, let me just uh, – I'll make it real quick. I make, Take as long as you want. No, no, because I, I don't need to. I could, but I don't need to, so I won't because um, I do I do talk a lot. Andrew's listening to this. He's like, yes. So um, <laughs> basically I can't wait for when our young guys just – 
settle in and you know after you know rj and his i get he was paid we need like it's factual we need more from him it's also factual that this is his fifth you know thibodeau consistent every game in game out starting lineup in four years on the team and um for i think let's see his first year we had a different we had one lead ball handler second year it was randall third year randall fourth year randall fifth year brunson so this is his fifth starting lineup his third lead ball handler in four years in the nba uh on a team that just in his going into his fourth season made their first center signing that feels like it had him in mind in hartenstein and then gave him to a coach that will never play the two together right like it's just like i'm willing to sit here in game five of an 82 game season and not start with like the condescending, like it's okay if he's not a you know. I mean, of course, Emmanuel Quickly's not a point guard. You know, he only had eight assists the other day. Oh, of course, you know, like we we can ditch like the condescending shit when these guys are just playing well. And I can't wait for it because this thing we do where we like pander to other fan bases by talking down on our own young guys in this like really coy way, um, you know, like oh, like. Uh, whatever about RJ and this uh, this about OB. Like, dude, I, I had to tell people for a whole NBA season in my halftime live that OB wasn't headed to Shanghai Sharks uh, to play basketball in, in his second year of his NBA career. Like, uh, this Nick fan base is so quick to jump on its young players when they aren't seeing exactly what they want to see from them. Um, I can't wait for them to start hooping so I can get disrespectful with it because uh, I, I'm feeling it right now. So, yeah. All right. Well said. And I honestly, I think that's a lot of other fan bases as well, but this fan base, because we are large and loud, and it, also, it, it, it hits different. The thing with the, with the Knicks is like other fan bases, these smaller markets, they are grateful to have an NBA team to go watch. We have a million things to do in New York City. We want an NBA team that's worth watching. So I understand our, our expectations are a little different, right? You know, um, I, I had the pleasure once of interviewing Ron Bloomberg, the first DH in MLB history, you know, Yankee legend. And he was telling me, he's like, something I learned in my career is that Yankee fans go to the park to see a win, not to see a game, right? A lot of small market fans go to see a game. Nick fans, you know, now with the team with expectations, they go to see a win, right? So I understand when we have players that are not, uh, conducive to that all the time. Uh, it, 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 it's very frustrating. That's how sports are. But like, I also understand why we have our standards and this and that. But like, it's our young players. Like, these are the guys that no one else is going to pull for except for us. Like, if there's anyone who you can, it's like okay to have a one percent bias towards. It's your own team's young players. You know, trying to be objective. Like. I'm not even saying to overhype them just for the, the you know shits and giggles. Like I'm literally just saying like it's okay to be objective about them. It's okay to say, hey, right now, if you took you know every team in the NBA and removed their starting point guard and allowed them to pick one at a time, like who the who they would want as their, start, I think quickly would go like 25th to 30th in that draft of like best starting point guards in the NBA today. I think quickly is a top 25 to 30 starting point guard, which means he's a really bad starting point guard. What does that mean, though? It means he's a starting point guard. I think the guy can play the position. He's shown it. 
Um, and what that means in the modern NBA is very different from what it used to mean. You know, I, I coach basketball and I, I don't teach kids to be point guards or to be shooting guards. I teach them about Quentin Grimes and how he was a point guard, went to Kansas, stunk it up, went to Houston, repurposed himself as a wing and got drafted in the first round of the NBA draft. I teach them about players who are positionless. I teach them about players who are, you know, capital J, capital G that are just good. They're just good. You don't need to talk about what position they play because they're just good. Emmanuel Quickly is just good. He was the only player last season to really have a positive effect on both ends of the court by the numbers, like indisputably. That says something to me uh, with how last season went for us um, and the fact that he was not having a great shooting year. He's really good on defense. He's even better this year. There's just a lot to like with him, and I feel like Nick fans spend a lot of time concerned with what he can't do. Now, RJ, I understand. He's been paid. It's time to get serious with the expectations for him, um, and that's why I've been you know, listing in great detail what I want to see from him in this show. But you know, the thing with Quick, like I, I'll never get why we talk down on him and why it's like cool in the Knicks space to do so. Like if if you think IQ is a point guard, that's like the hippie take, and like it's like cool to be like, no, like that's not real. It's like all right, you know, maybe maybe let's just have some some fun here. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about it for me. Um, RJ, let's be better. The rest of the young kids keep shining. Um, and, and let's get Quentin Grimes back in, in orange and blue, man, because we could use that guy right about now. So I'm excited to see him back, and uh, I'm really excited to discuss this next week of games with you and with our awesome listeners here on, on Study Hall. Thank you guys for popping out today. I'll pass it back to Sean. Thank you very much, Chris. Well said. Um, I just realized I forgot to hand out my awards, so I'll hand out those awards very quickly. So we have the Nick of the Week, and yes, I'm going to come up with a better name. Uh, the Nick of the Week, again, is Jalen Brunson. I believe he was the Nick of the Week last week. We went 2-1 on this week. We do not win those games without him. You will be you will be hearing me say that a lot. That's why I believe this team can win 45 games this year because we, went thir- we won 37 games when everything went wrong. And eight of those games, if we had a point guard, we would have won. So he's the Nick of the Week. And the CTS Award, um, the Cut the Shit Award, is actually not going to go to a player. It's not going to go to a Nick, actually. It's going to go to Knicks fans. Oh, it's going to go to Knicks fans who constantly clamor for players on, on other teams that we could have that we could have had. I'm sick and tired of hearing you people whine and moan and complain about players we could have had. One player in particular who I'm not going to name, but you know who I'm talking about, and there are people out there <clears throat> who are still whining that we didn't take this guy over another player and look how good he is, even though he's played on terrible teams his whole life and you swear the way they talk about this dude, he was a freaking uh, two-time All-Star already. Like, listen. There are two people in the NBA with their first name, I believe, and he's not even the best one that from that draft class. There are two people in that that were drafted in that first round with the same first name. He's not even the best player out of the two, and that's who people are freaking out over. You pointed that out. You pointed that on the timeline, and that's going to be my rebuttal to anyone who says this anymore. So, like, listen, every team can play this game of we should have drafted this person. Every team. Do not let the media gaslight you. Golden State should have drafted Obi. (laughs) Can you imagine if if Golden – oh, my goodness. Like, like every team can play this. Do not let the media gaslight you into believing that – it's only bad that your team passed on him 
than any other team. Like, for example, Michael Porter Jr., the Knicks passed on him. So did 14 other teams. Are there 14 other teams like he was said? No. So you people, yes, I said you people, who cannot enjoy what your team is doing because you're always staring out the window like a SpongeBob meme, looking at other people having fun, cut the shit. And with that... My name is Sean W. That is Chris Persianen. Oh. Thank you for joining us on Nick's Film School Study Hall. We'll see you back here next week. Maybe same bad time. I don't know. I got to figure out what my schedule looks like. I'm going to talk to Chris. I love you all. Go Knicks. Let's ride.